Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, this is the first episode that we're properly recording uh, in a long time. Yeah, it's, it's been like, what, three weeks? It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's good. We're doing good. Um, we, we remember, we remember how to do this. Um, E is back on their, their home coast. Correct? You're home now? Oh yeah, I'm I'm home. Wait, I you saw a picture of me organizing my bookshelf earlier. Of course I'm home. Where I yeah, you know, now that now that I'm thinking about it and I actually like Sur you know, actually surprise Olivia, that was your bookshelf. I'm in your <laughs> home organizing your comics. Oh my god, if you could sneak into my home and organize my comics, that would be the greatest gift anyone's ever given me. <laughs> What's up? They're in alphabetical order and also organized by publisher. Oh, please, I'll die. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I haven't left. Uh, and, uh, fall has come to New England with a vengeance, so happy... Happy September, everybody. I'm wearing, like, three layers right now. I, it's terrible. I'm wearing a t-shirt and jeans. California. Kicking it California style. Um, but we are back. We are ready to talk about comic books. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the comic, comic book person who we know as Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, this is going to be, um, I think this is probably going to be one of those episodes that's, like, less about the comics book's history and more about the cultural history. Um, because I'm very excited to talk about Wonder Woman. There's a lot surrounding Wonder Woman that is just absolutely buck wild yes um give me that buck wild wonder woman deets <laughs> um this story especially this will probably be like a good chunk of this episode the story of like the creation of wonder woman as a character is like freaking absolutely nuts um <laughs> and i'm gonna be saying a lot how, like, wild and nuts this is when I'm talking about it. Um, I do need to be clear up front. Um, I'm not saying things like, uh, polyamory and BDSM culture are, like, whoa, weird, freaky, and out there, and, like, gross. Um... Because honestly, the, the polyamory part of the Wonder Woman origin story is the least wild part. It's just, <laughs> um, in comparison to, uh, how basically every single other comic book character came into existence, <laughs> the story of Wonder Woman is, like, on another plane of existence. Um... Because Wonder Woman was not created as uh, so many other Golden Age uh, comic book characters were by, like, 
you know, a couple of uh, scrappy Jewish, like, New York kids who were, like, loved, you know, sci-fi stories and fantasy and stuff. Um, Wonder Woman was created uh, by a uh, psychologist from Saugus, Massachusetts. So, <laughs> representing. Um, with the help of his wife and their joint partner. Um, there was last year, um, I think kind of like in the wake of hype of the Wonder Woman movie, there was a, a film about this, the, the, the people who made Wonder Woman, um, called Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Um, so more people might know this story now, but if you don't know this story, it's still like, buckle up. Um, (laughs) John Marston, I, not freaking William Marston. I don't know why I keep calling him that. Um, William Marston, uh, is a, uh, so he, he was a psychologist. He helped invent the lie detector test. Um, he was way into, like, kind of BDSM culture. And he made Wonder Woman? I mean, she does have a lasso of truth that she ties people up with. No, I mean, like, when you know this and you read early Wonder Woman stories, it's like, oh, I see. But, like, just (laughs) looking at this fool's resume, it's like, you did what? Um, so, uh, this, uh, this gentleman, William Marston, um, he, uh, helped develop the lie detector test because he studied, uh, blood pressure and the effects of, like, you know, on blood pressure when somebody's, you know, lying or under stress. Um, his wife, uh, Elizabeth, who he worked very closely with, was, like, a strong contributor to this theory. Um, while he was working on the lie detector test, um, he started, uh, he noticed that, like, women seemed in general more, like, honest than men, and he started to get, like, uh, really fascinated by, like, uh, gender relations, and with, like, specifically, like, kind of the idea of, uh, femininity, um, and, uh, part of this was because, uh, he and his wife were publicly in a uh, polyamorous triad with a um a former student of his Olive Byrne um who introduced him to a lot of kind of uh BDSM culture and he developed all these theories around um like like you know domination and and submissiveness um and came up with with this idea basically basically what he was working on and like uh the idea that wonder woman 
came from is like kind of the thought that like well like all of these masculine ideals are sort of like you know aggressive and violent and destructive and like focused on you know this kind of uh like punitive justice um but like more feminine ideals are like more compassionate and you know like empathetic and focused on kind of like restorative justice um and i again like it's not perfect because there's a lot there's a lot of it that's like oh women are like all inherently like tender and and submissive and gentle and it's like still sort of like gender essentialist but in a way where he was like no that's a good thing and we should all be those things and that's what we should want our leaders to be and it's like okay i mean you're you're getting you're getting there you're working on on something a little closer there a little closer yeah um yes be honest everybody be honest a a good take um and then this sort of uh tied into his like concept that like you know like uh exploring you know um submission and dominance in relationships and like opening yourself up to that was like healthy and good and you know like a kind of a a reasonable and healthy way to approach the world um while he's doing all all this all this like actual like psychological resource research on these things um he also like he he gets kind of stoked about comic books he does this interview where he talks he's like yeah i think comic books are great i think there's a lot of like educational potential in comic books like a lot of ideas to explore um and uh one of the this is like uh i'm like 1940 1941 so it was before dc was dc but one of the publishers of what would eventually become dc um hired him as a consultant um and he was like okay yeah, for sure. I definitely, I, a Harvard-educated psychologist, do actually want to work in comic books. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't is the thing. Um, but, um, so the story goes that he has this idea. He's like, okay, I want to create a superhero um, that, you know, where the whole idea is that they, like, they operate based on love. Like, they want to help people instead of, you know, trying to, like, like, stop, like, you know, like, defeat criminals and, like, you know, act violently. They want to, like, help people and build things up and, and, you know, nurture them and engender growth and all these things. Um, and his wife was like, okay, but she has to be a woman. <laughs> you need that's that's all really good, but also she does need to be a girl. <laughs> um because 
There's so many dudes. Um, she was not the first female superhero, um, but she is obviously still to this day the 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 most iconic, um, which we'll talk about. Um, but uh, the name Wonder Woman comes from uh, just kind of like sort of a, a general, like, kind of slang term, like, ah, she's a real Wonder Woman for, like, kind of the, you know, the up-and-coming generation of, like, gradually, increasingly feminist uh, women. Um, and so, knowing that and reading early Wonder Woman comics, um, people get tied up so much um because there's one of the things about wonder woman is that it's like oh her one weakness is that if uh she ever allows a man to chain her then all her powers are gone it's like oh that's a very that's a very specific weakness william yeah <laughs> is that it huh um Hey, hey, William. Hey, William. Hey. Hey, William. Hey, William. That's Um, that's quite a weakness. It sure is very specific. And it's not just her. It's also like all of all of the villains get tied up all the time. And like, you know, like, like, it's like the villain like kidnaps like hostages and they get tied up. And then uh, Wonder Woman comes and fights them and then she gets tied up and then she breaks out and and she stops him and then the villain gets tied up it's like y'all it's like i this it sounds like i you're like well i listen i've read nightwing superheroes get tied up all the time even nightwing comics cannot compare to this and i know that's saying a lot but it's like it's so much. And again, it's like, there's like, it's sort of a, a thing I have like a weird middle ground on because, uh, like, cause there's a lot of people who are like, oh no, it's like, you know, it's empowering and she always breaks out of it and it's not done to be like, you know, like, uh, subjugate a woman. It's done because, you know, like as, as a sort of like, empowerment thing and it's like yeah but I mean it's still like it is still kind of a bummer to read a female superhero like literally being like tied to something friggin every single issue um and she does always like break out of it and then save the day and she's cool and powerful about it and then there's also people who are like oh like did you know that the creator of Wonder Woman was just, like, a weird, kinky bondage freak who just, like, wanted to see women tied up? It's like, no, that's not it either. He's... He, sure, he does like to see people tied up, but he... If if we're comparing things, he also likes to see the villain tied up at the end of the story. Yeah, like, it's it's not... He's clearly... He has an idea in his head of, like this concept of, you know, submission being sort of ultimately a kind of empowering thing. And you can see it, like, even, like, 
there's like all this stuff where it's like, oh, all the the Amazons, they all like to like play bondage games with each other for like fun and because they're, you know, so like connected with each other and like in touch with their own sexuality and stuff. It's like, okay, William, like for real though. I mean, I'm kind of into that concept though. It is, it is good. I'm just Um, imagining like, Wait, like way down the line, Diana's like at the Justice League, and some like holiday comes around, and Diana's like, "Would you like to celebrate with this with me?" And they're like, "Sure, Diana." Exchange of cultures, very nice. <laughs> and Diana's just like, "Okay," and like pulls out a shit ton of rope, and she's like, "Who wants to go first? <laughs> um. I love it, actually. And then they're like, well, Diana, I I need a little bit more context here. I'm sorry. I should have asked (laughs) you to explain how celebrating this holiday works. (laughs) I am. I am going to need something to go on here. I'm not saying no, but I do need some more information. Um, And then it also, like, it becomes more of a bummer, like, later on when it's, like, you know, A, comics get darker, and B, like, people who aren't Marston are writing it, but it's still the same, like, uh-oh, she can't get, like, if she gets chained, then then all of her powers are gone. It's like, okay, like, some of you people do really just want to see, like, a woman, like, in distress. Um, and you can tell, and that sucks. Um, instead of just having some, like, some, some goofy 40s bondage fun um goofy 40s bondage fun is my new band name it would be extremely good um briefly because i think like um most people know most of this probably the um the the story of wonder woman in fiction uh is that she uh she was raised on uh an island uh called uh Themyscira um which is inhabited entirely by women and it was created uh in in the story created by Zeus created by the gods as like a paradise um for i think like the reincarnations of like women who had been, like, killed or harmed by men. So it's all women, and there's no men allowed, and they're immortal here, and they live forever, um, and they all play cool, fun bondage games with each other. Um, and Diana, uh, Wonder Woman, um, her real name, Diana, is the daughter of the, uh, the, the queen of, of Themyscira, the, the queen of the Amazons. Um, and she's the first child born onto this island. And what happened is, uh, I think uh, her mother, when she in 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 the original story, and this has changed uh, somewhat, but like her her mother, when she died initially, had been pregnant, and so like the gods decide to give her, you know, her child back. So they tell her to sculpt a child out of clay, um, and then uh, suddenly the baby springs to life and it's diana and she's also given all of these gifts from like all of the other gods who you know bless her with with strength and courage and love and all of you know the things that uh gods do 
Um, so this also, like, once this is kind of, once we have a larger DC multiverse concept, it's like, okay, so the Greek gods all do exist, like, factually in the DC universe. Like, they, they, they're all real. (laughs) Well, Marvel gets Um, the Norse gods, so DC gets the Greek gods. That's true. That's fair. That's a fair, that's a fair way to split it. Um... And she, um, she's living on this island, and, uh, it's World War II, and, uh, a World War II pilot, uh, crashes on the island, and he needs somebody to help, uh, get him back to, you know, the, the, the regular non-Paradise Island world. Um, and so, they're like, okay, we need to send, Earth is very dangerous, we need to send somebody very strong. We're gonna have a contest to see who's the strongest Amazon, who's gonna go, uh, gonna go to Earth. And, um, Hippolyta is like, Diana, I forbid you from participating in the contest. Um, and, you know, Diana is the protagonist of the comic book, so she says, okay, mom, wink, and then she disguises herself, <laughs> and then she enters the contest, and she beats everybody because she's so strong and powerful and cool. Um, and then, she goes to Earth, and she escorts Steve Trevor, and they end up having, like, a very long, ongoing romance. And, um, she stays on Earth to protect it, um, from everything that's going on. And initially in the Golden Age, she fought a lot of Nazis and Nazi-associated supervillains because it was, you know, the 40s and every superhero was fighting Nazis. Um, she also had, um, initially, uh, she had a, um, a, uh, a civilian identity as, uh, Diana Prince, which at first was, uh, it was, like, the name of a, uh, a nurse who she met, like, on the battlefield in World War II, who, like, they kind of looked alike. And the nurse wanted to go, uh, to South America to see, like, her, her boyfriend was stuck there and she couldn't leave. And, uh, Diana was like, okay, I have an idea. You give me, like, your, like, papers and everything and I'll pretend to be you. And then I'll have a disguise and I can get you to South America. Um, and so at first she's, like, as Diana Prince doing, like, kind of government work. Um, more and more later, they kind of, like, transition to, uh, she kind of phase the secret identity out, and, like, normally now in Wonder Woman stories, she's, like, just Wonder Woman all the time. Um, which I think, like, is partly because <laughs> she does, like, fight crime without a mask, and she's freaking she looks like that. Um... <laughs> So it's probably a little bit hard um, to disguise herself, though, you know, Clark pulls it off. Um, well, Clark does a whole thing. Hey, I'm, I'm not <laughs> getting into this on this one. We'll have to talk about Clark later. Clark does a whole... He does do a whole thing, though. Um, there is a period uh, in the uh, 70s, like the late 60s, early 70s, um, where she ends up losing her powers 
Um, and she just, like, for, like, a few years, she's just, like, like a, a cool, like, a martial arts spy in, like, a mod outfit, um, inspired by, uh, uh, what's her, Emma Peel from the, the TV show The Avengers, not the comic book The Avengers, but, like, the British, like, like, spy, like, crime show The Avengers, um, and it is a very cool look, um, but also it's kind of buck wild because she's, like, Wonder Woman and she's, like, one of the most powerful beings on Earth, and then they're like, no, what if she didn't have superpowers? Um, and it's actually, uh, Gloria Steinem gets, like, real mad about it, and then they have to give her her superpowers back, because Gloria Steinem's like, uh, excuse me, no, no, this sucks. I mean, fair. Yeah, sometimes it just be like that. Sometimes Gloria Steinem uh, says, give Wonder Woman her superpowers back, and then what are you, what are you gonna do? Not let Wonder Woman have her superpowers? Um, but so, um, for the most part, um, when she's not being, like, very pointedly tied up, um, she does, uh, most of her, her, like, her, you know, solo storylines involve, uh, various Greek mythological figures. So, like, Ares is sort of her main antagonist. Like, you know, Ares is, like, the enemies of the Amazons, and, like, Aphrodite is, like, the patron goddess of the Amazons, and it's, like, you know, they represent love and hope and, and, and peace and empathy and all of these things, and Ares is about war and conflict and aggression and destruction. Um... So she spends a lot of time trying to stop Ares from doing, uh, terrible crimes. Um, Cersei shows up a lot. Hermes shows up a lot. Um, she also, in, like, a lot of her early, like, storylines, her home base is Boston, which is, like, hell yeah! <laughs> Presumably because Marston was from Massachusetts, but, like, still, like, fuck yeah, that rules. Um, she's also, um, Obviously, she's one of the, uh, the, you know, most constant members of the Justice League. In the Golden Age, this is wild, um, in the Golden Age, she's on the, uh, pre-Justice League, but she's on the, the, the Justice Society as their secretary, <laughs> which is, the, what, like, even for, like, 1942, like, really? That's what you're going with? Really? For sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Just this one, we got this, we got this, we got this one dame, and, uh, she's gonna be the secret for the superheroes! Why do the superheroes need a superhero to be their secretary? <laughs> because... They're written by men. <laughs> because men are writing it, is the thing. Um, she also, uh, she is in a lot of 
a lot of incarnations, uh, the only woman on the Justice League. Not all the time, um, but a lot of the time. But she is there pretty consistently. And um, yet, they still won't put her on the merchandise. They freaking it's here's like there's this weird thing about Diana where um it's like ignoring ignoring the way uh Justice League merch for boys is marketed uh which is whack and busted um there's this, you know, this this running concept through DC. Like, these are obviously their three most iconic, famous, recognizable characters. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Um, and they, you know, for, like, a long time, kind of like the DC, like, the flagship trinity. Um, and are kind of, you know, this this backbone of the Justice League, and they're, like, these, you know, three people who are, like, basically constantly on the team, um, and they're all, like, you know, very close with each other, and they, you know, kind of have, like, balance out each other's viewpoints, um, and she is definitely, like, the most, uh, recognizable female superhero, I think, uh, anywhere um but we're still in this very weird place where it's like if you if you were to grab like somebody on the street just like a random person um almost probably like nine out of ten people you could have this response you could ask them like um describe like describe batman's personality for me and they'd be like okay he's uh he's he's brooding and he's angry and he's obsessive. I mean, you'd get some, like, different responses, but they'd, like, you know, they'd get they'd get the gist of it. And you'd be like, okay, describe, like, Superman's personality. And they'd be like, oh, he's, you know, like, he's, he's, very, he's friendly and, and, you know, powerful and kind of, you know, a little bit, he's, he's from a small town, so he's probably kind of like, aw, shucks. Gee whiz, um, he's nice to everybody. And he'd be like, "Okay, what's Wonder Woman's personality?" He'd be like, "Uh, lasso." Um, which, like, again, this wouldn't be the case for everybody, and I think it would be the case for fewer people since there was a huge Wonder Woman movie that, like, a lot of people saw. But like, even though she's you know, supposedly, like, part of this, like, no, it's these, like, three superheroes, like, they're the core of everything. Um, there's a lot less of, like, kind of a, 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 a cultural understanding of Diana as a character. And I think a lot of that is because, like, I feel like she fluctuates the most between writers, um, which is, again, because, like, uh, a lot of writers are dudes and like just like really really struggle <laughs> with writing a woman um and, and they all just wanna well what do 
I want Wonder Woman to be. What should Wonder Woman be to me? Which is like how you get all of these sort of like, I mean, like, I none of them are like totally like disparate, like disconnected from each other, except in like some reboots. But you know, there's some people who are like writers this like very kind of like sort of like aloof formal like warrior type and some who writer is just like sort of like naive and joyful and then like uh some people who writer is like a lot more hot-headed um and some people are like no she's like you know the 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 nurturing center of the team it's like oh no actually like superman has to stop her from jumping into a fight when you know she hasn't like planned things through um which is like also like not a problem uh that's unique to wonder woman as a female character at all um but it's just uh it's it's tough and it's a little bit frustrating and it's not helped by the fact that like like there have been a bunch of reboots and then some of them um like in new 52 they uh scrapped her entire origin story and they're like actually what the thing is is that she's the daughter of Hippolyta and Zeus and so she's a demigod and it's like okay well that's just that's a different thing <laughs> that you're describing um and it's 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 tough and it's tough because I love her so much and I want more people to appreciate her um but there's this kind of tendency to, um, like, from around the, like, the 60s, 70s, like, in, in the time of kind of, uh, you know, what the, the quote-unquote, like, women's lib movement, which would now kind of broadly be termed, like, second-wave feminism, um, like, Wonder Woman became, like, like, very heavily used as, like, sort of, like, kind of feminist iconography, um, as evidenced by the fact that Gloria Steinem got very passionate about how she was written in the comics, but she's, like, you know, she was, like, on the, the cover of, like, the first issue of Ms. Magazine, um, I mean, you can, you can still see this today, where it's, like, you know, sort of, like, the equivalent of of Rosie the Riveter is just like kind of a universally used like kind of like feminist icon. Um and you might have even seen drawings of Wonder Woman as Rosie the Riveter. You probably have statistically. Um and and I mean and that that has like again carried on into 2017 because uh they had like the the movie that you know, where they had some screenings that was like, oh, like, Wonder Woman screening, and, uh, only women can come. And <laughs> people got real mad about it. It was like, I mean, you can, you can go see a different one. It seems like you kind of didn't want to see Wonder Woman anyways with how mad you're getting about it, so, like, <laughs> I don't know why you care so much. Um, and it's, I mean, like, again, she's the most recognizable female superhero. She's, like, one of a, uh, a, 
an upsettingly low number of female superheroes that aren't, like, inherently connected to a male superhero in some way. Um, like, I love my- I love all Supergirls and I love all Batgirls, and it's not, like, their fault. Um, but it, it, it does make it more difficult to translate that into, like, a cool emblem of, of female empowerment when it's, like, you know, Batman but a girl, you know? Um, and I think part of the reason, um, why she's resonated so much, um, is the fact that, uh, like, so much of her whole, like, story and narrative is inherently, and is designed to be sort of, like, inextricable from her womanhood. Like, so much of it is based on the fact that she grew up on an island with no men and only women, and, like, her, you know, she has a lot of, like, female villains and also a lot of you know, female, like, sidekicks and friends and, you know, all of, all of her family are the Amazons back on the island. Um, so it is, like, kind of, it does lend itself to that. I do wish sometimes, and again, this gets, like, sort of tricky, um, because a lot of times it gets, like, inter as, like, oh, yeah, like, Wonder Woman, like, She's such, such, like, a cool, like, feminist icon, because she kicks ass, and she has a, a big sword, and she, like, friggin', you know, just wrecks people's shop, um, which she can, and she does, um, <laughs> she does do all of those things, um, but a lot less of the conversation is, like, focused on, like, also, her, like, whole driving force is, like, trying to, you know, like, help people and, and love them and, you know, spread empathy and, and compassion and forgiveness and, you know, restore. Like, there's this whole thing, like, from the beginning of the comics, like, there's, they have, like, a, a, a like, a reform island as part of, like, Themyscira where they, like, you know, they they bring criminals and they help teach them how to, you know, forgive, forgive them and forgive each other and, like, learn how to not, you know, do terrible things. Um. That's excellent. It's really good. Um, and, like, you know, and I don't really want to, <laughs> I don't think this is the, the space to get into this as a conversation on, like, feminism as a, a whole in terms of like oh how do you you know how how do you hold on to you know compassion and love and empathy uh as a woman when those things are seen in society as like bad for being feminine um and like as like weakness um but it's um it is, I, I think when, when that's, when that's done right, um, it is very special. There's a, there's a very famous quote, um, 
from uh, Gail Simone, who wrote Wonder Woman for like oh, a, a decent length of time, obviously. I'd say obviously just because like, it's like, well, obviously Gail Simone would have to write Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh yes, definitely. Um, but the uh, the one of the things she said about Diana as a character um, that gets passed around a lot is like, uh, "Well, Batman's the person you call when you want to uh, solve a murder. Um, Superman's the person you call when you want to uh, stop an asteroid. Um, Wonder Woman is the person you call when you want to end a war." Um, and I like that because I th- on the one hand, it's like, yeah, because she's like, you know, like, very, like, powerful and she, like, understands, you know, like, she, she's old and she understands combat and all of these things, but, like, also, like, she doesn't want people to fucking fight! <laughs> Quit it! <laughs> I feel like if more people focused on Diana as, like, this seasoned, like, veteran who knows tactics, but also knows how to negotiate and how to, like, uh, Mm de-escalate conflict and... Instead of just like, well, I'm gonna kick it and punch it and hit it with a sword and look good while doing it, then a lot more people would probably recognize Wonder Woman's personality on site instead of just the iconic, like, physique and look. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I can recognize Wonder Woman, but I can't tell you what her personality is. Yeah. I I think... I think that's very true. And that's another thing that's, like, changed a lot over time, because, like, initially it was, like, uh, she was, it's like, oh, she was, you know, created, like, shortly before the story starts. So she's, like, however old she's supposed to be when she, like, leaves Themyscira is, like, how old she actually is. Um, and then some stories are, like, no, she's, like, a thousand years old. Um, and then other, like, stories are like, well, she was definitely she was alive during World War II but she hasn't been alive that long but now it's like, really a long time after World War II so being alive during World War II is like a long time um, which is, I, I like I like her being I like her having been around for a while, I think that's I think, like, I like still like young by, like, Amazon standards, but, like, old by human standards. Um. Yeah. I like, I like how it is in the, uh, in the, the, the Wonder Woman movie, which I do really enjoy. Um, I feel like most, most people listening to this have, uh, probably seen it by now, um, but it's, like, one of, uh, not, not few movies, because a lot of movies can do this, but it's one of those movies where, like, no matter how many times I see it, there's still parts of it that, like, just make me instantly cry. Um, I I can also say, it, at least in my personal opinion, hands down best DC movie. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, of, of the current slot, no question. Um, 
I do still like Nolan vs. Batman, even though I have complicated opinions on it. But if we get into, like, DC movies before, like, the current, like, DC universe, that's uh, muddier. But it's so, it's genuinely so good. Um, this is actually quick, um, anecdote that I don't think I've talked about on the podcast before. If you haven't seen Wonder Woman or, uh, Superman vs. Batman, um, you don't know this, but, um, there's a Wonder Woman, like, musical theme, um, that plays in, in both. It plays when she, like, shows up unexpectedly in Superman vs. Batman, and it plays a few times in Wonder Woman. And it's just, like, this, like, completely, like, shredding, like, electric guitar that's like, It's, like, it's the coolest thing in the world. And I came home from seeing um, Superman vs. Batman at a IMAX premiere because I hate myself, I guess? Um, I mean, this is not unexpected. No, it's not. It's not. It's the problem about me. Um, but I came home, um, and my mom was like, how was the movie? I was like, it wasn't that great. There were definitely some parts I liked, but I think overall it wasn't very good. But, oh my god, when Wonder Woman showed up, it played this music. It was so, it was amazing. I was like... Okay, and then she and my dad saw it, like, that weekend, and she got home, she was like, oh my god, Olivia, you said that thing about the music, and I thought you were joking, and then it played that music, and it was the most excited I've ever been in my life. I was like, I know, <laughs> right? So if you haven't seen either of those, um, if you just look up, like, Wonder Woman theme on YouTube, or, like, Superman versus Batman Wonder Woman theme or something like that, it will come up, and you will understand what I'm talking about. Um, but, um, there's, um, if you want to read, if you want to look into some Wonder Woman comics, um, there's a lot of them, because it has <laughs> been running continually since 1941, um, which is very impressive, but it also means there's a lot of comics. Um, I like, uh, Rebirth Wonder Woman, um, has, has been good from what I've read of it. There's also a current, like, a Grant Morrison, um, like, miniseries, I think, that's, like, running along with it. Um, that's, like, uh, Wonder Woman Earth 2, maybe? Um, that I have not read, but I, I, I like Grant Morrison most of the time. Um, obviously, anything by Gail Simone, I I do have to to wholeheartedly endorse. Um, I do like honestly, uh, New Fifty Two Wonder Woman also. Um, partly because uh, uh, the the art I really enjoy. Um, that was the one where maybe you saw some hullabaloo on the internet about it a few years back, but she had pants. Um, and people made a really big deal about how she was wearing pants. Um, because, like... She gets... Everybody! Ever! She's got pants! Look at the pants! Um, and I just had to freaking um, relive it because, uh, the Frozen Broadway musical came out and Elsa was wearing pants and everyone was making a big deal out of it. And I was like, oh, y'all, come on! <sighs> Oh, I don't want to keep, I don't want to keep living through this. Um, but, uh, 
there's 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 a there's a lot of Wonder Woman that that you can find if you can um just like track down or Google some of like the original one and like if you like Google don't Google Wonder Woman bondage because you'll probably get some like whack stuff um but if you can probably find some of the early like Wonder Woman comics and um you'll you'll know what I'm talking about um. A lot of people have probably already seen them, but it's just, it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just, like, such a weird, like, I I love her a lot, and I think that, like, you know, her uh, idea and creation came from, like, a, a genuinely good place. Um, it's just so wild to talk about. <laughs> this man helped invent lie detectors and he loved BDSM and he made one of the most famous comic book characters of the 20th century who like, has yeah. a piece who also has a piece of rope that makes people tell the truth it, it all comes together Olivia it his all whole, makes sense his whole thing just coalesces into Wonder Woman. Um, oh, also, um, two very important Wonder Woman things. Um, one, uh, actually coming up soon, I think later this year, um, G. Willow Wilson is going to be taking over writing, um, Wonder Woman. Um, G. Willow Wilson, um, most, uh, famous for creating uh Ms. Marvel, um Kamala Khan, who we uh we know and love here. Um uh, um who's also one of uh very few, maybe the only uh Muslim women working in uh comic books currently, um which is rules. Um and also, again, most people have probably seen this because it was like a couple years back. Um, but uh, Diana is canonically bisexual, so just everybody keep that in mind. Wonder Woman loves to kiss girls, obviously, because she lived on an island full of women who definitely were all kissing each other. Um, she loves to kiss girls, and she loves to kiss boys, and I love her very much. There was a thing, um, when Seduction of the Innocent came out. <laughs> it was like, look at this, this Wonder Woman corrupting children to a life of depravity and bondage, and she's <laughs> probably a lesbian. <laughs> and a bunch of Wonder Woman writers were like, I mean, I can't... I kind of assumed all the Amazons were lesbians. Were we not supposed... Were they not lesbians? But just like, hey, wait. Aren't... The... Just like the math meme. Yeah. The calculus going around their heads like... Yeah. They're all women. And it, it's also funny because like... For Frederick Wortham to be like, I've found this this secret undertone of bondage in Wonder Woman when like li literally like William 
Marston was running around like, I love my wife and my polyamorous life partner, and I love bondage! <laughs> it's like he's writing the book, and he writes the section about Wonder Woman and bondage, and the ghost, I don't know if he had died at this point. Was he dead at this point? I don't know. I don't know. I think Either- he's still alive. Either he's dead and his ghost shows up, or his ghost temporarily leaves his body (laughs) to show up. He astral projects into this dude's room, looks over his shoulder, and he's like, Oh no, bud, that's not subtext. (laughs) Dog, listen. (laughs) No, 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 you don't understand that... That's there on purpose. Yeah, I did that. I I put that there. Um, Fucking love bondage. Love it so much. Anyways, that's the, the the weird, wild place that Wonder Woman has in our in our current pop culture. Um, did you read any comic books this past week? I read a single comics book. A comics book. Can you guess which comics book this is? I don't, I don't know. Shoot. Wait, I do know, but I forgot. Tell me. <laughs> It's uh the Gravity Falls Lost Legends <gasps> yes. comics book. Um Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's it's the only one I texted you about. <laughs> oh man though, it was very good. I still haven't gone back and like looked for looked for all the clues. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, super sleuths, can you find the clues? Um, it's, um, (laughs) it's very good. It's a very good comic. Um, that, that Pacifica story was just written for us, right? Like, that That Pacifica was straight up written for us. People who almost wrote that exact same story. (laughs) (laughs) God, Alex is just, like, sitting in his computer, like, oh, man, E and Olivia are gonna love this one. I have a feeling that two people with a comics podcast are going to love this graphic novel that I put out. Speaking of polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, and if you... Oops. Oh, no, my headphone. Um, oh, no. If you, if you also love Gravity Falls, um, you will probably love this graphic novel. Um... If you don't, it's totally fine, because we have been fully satisfied by it. So, like, I'm good. (laughs) I got what I need. Um, I read some comic books this week. Um, (gasps) I know. What did you read? Well, um, one thing I do... One thing I am, I think, legally obligated to talk about, um, is, uh, the issue of uh, Batman, of Tom King's Batman that came out, issue 54 of Tom King's 103 issue Batman storyline. Um, Look, Tom King is out there doing his best. Tom King is just out, he's just out there. Um, but issue 54, as he informed everyone at his spotlight panel, um, at Fan Expo Boston, is a, uh, a standalone issue that's focusing on on um Bruce and Dick's relationship to each other um he described it in the, during the panel as like 
you know, like sort of the, we're doing sort of the same thing for Batman and Nightwing that we did with uh, Batman and Superman in the Super Friends thing. And I was like, Tom, unless they go to a carnival and change clothes, it's not really the same thing. Um, but it is, um, it is obviously very good and it obviously made me cry. There's like a lot of stuff about, um, just like Dick's like childhood and his like, you know, sort of like the first like couple years that he's like living with Bruce and, uh, him like processing his enormous trauma um, and Bruce helping him with it, um, and he, he breaks, he breaks the chandelier in the mansion, and Bruce is like, what were you doing on the chandelier? You could have hurt yourself, and Dick looks up to them with tears in his eyes, and he's like, I'm a flying Grayson. I was flying. <laughs> it's like, hey, Tom? My Olivia, bones. I'm blaming you for this one because I'm gonna start crying and I haven't even read the comic. You should read it. Um, no, that's on me. I gotta wait for it to come out on trade. Um, there's also, um, in, like, extremely Tom King fashion, it opens, uh, with a, um, with, with just, with a shot of, uh, of, like, a Flying Grayson's poster and, like, there's, like, a, a broken trapeze dangling in front of it. Um, and there's all of these, like, uh, balloons, like, coming from off-panel, like, just, like, floating balloons, like, oh, God, are they dead? You know, somebody, what, somebody get that boy! What's going on? Did anybody call the police? And it's just, like, going through, like, the whole page is just, like, all, like, horizontal panels just, like, zooming, like, closer and closer in on, like, Dick's face on the, the poster. Um... And, like, all of these, like, word balloons getting, like, more and more frantic. And somebody's yelling, like, somebody help that boy! Um, which is just me constantly thinking about Dick Grayson at any time, at any moment. Um, and then it smash cuts to the second page where Dick and Bruce, like, currently are fighting, um, <laughs> fucking crazy quilt. Um, and Dick's like, wait, he doesn't sew? I thought he was a sewing-themed supervillain. Am I just misremembering this? Didn't he, like, try to crochet us to death or some at some point? He's like, no, it's a quilt of colors! And Dick's like, I swear to God, this is, like, freaking... Is this, like, a Berenstain thing? Like, I definitely remember him sewing something. <laughs> and Bruce is like, no, he doesn't sew. And Dick's like, well, damn. <laughs> Why? Hey, 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 Tom King. Tom King. Hey, Tom King. What? For, first things first. Fuck you. <laughs> second thing second, thank you so much. Thank you and bless you and also go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, Why is it that Tom King just seems to like, if if Tom King has a bullseye and, the, and it's like, it's a whole dartboard of people that he's trying to affect. <laughs> And we're just right there in the middle. Just smack dab. Like, just like, boom. Nailed it. Got him. Got him. Um, so, yeah, that's, um, that's another pitch for, uh, Tom King's Batman, which, uh, has ruined my life. 
Um, if you honestly, like, if you just want to, this is a standalone issue. I mean, it's like, it ties into the wedding stuff because part of the reason this is happening is because, like, Dick's staying with Bruce after Selena left him and, like, trying to, like, help him get through it because that's, you know, what he does is just emotionally supports everybody around him all the time. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, but it is, like, it's a standalone issue. There's nothing else really you need to understand besides the fact that, uh, Selena did leave Bruce at the metaphorical altar. Um, so if you just love Dick Grayson and you want to pick this one issue up, um, that's extremely valid. Um, but anything you do is valid, um, because you're listening to our podcast and that's the most valid decision you could make. Um, (laughs) did you have something, were you going to say something? No, I'm just... What's Tom King's deal? What's his deal? Hey, Tom King, come at us. What's your deal? Tom King, come on Capes and Japes and tell us what your deal is. God, I would love that. <laughs> I just need to know. I just need answers, Thomas. Um, Like, I already know Scott Snyder's deal. I no, saw him speak. I know his deal. It's very... Yeah, once you, like, meet Scott Snyder, you're like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay, I know his deal. Tom King, what's your deal? What's your deal, Tom? What's your deal, Tom? Um, if you, um, if you know Tom King personally and, um, you want, you want to tell us what his deal is or get him to (laughs) talk to us about what his deal is, um, you can reach us on any of our social media, um, and so can Tom King, um, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr and uh, Instagram and Pinterest and at our Facebook group. All of those are just capes and japes. Um, you can email us Tom Kink's contact information uh, to capesandjapes at gmail.com. You can also email us plenty of other things. If you also want to know what Tom King's deal is, um, shoot us an email and we can talk about it. Um, or, or you could join our Discord server. You can- Join our excellent Discord, uh, where we recently had a detailed conversation about um, which MCU characters are the hottest. Um, I made a whole meme for it and everything. There it's was great. a meme. It's it's a it's a great Discord. It's an awesome place to be, um, and also definitely a great place if you want to yell about what Tom King's deal is. Um, what else? Uh, you can, if you want to tell a friend about a podcast, about this podcast, tell a friend about any podcast, but especially this one, um, and they can help us try and figure out Tom King's deal. Um, if you want to leave us a rating and review on the podcasting platform of your choice, if you want to make a donation um, to our What's Tom King's Deal fund, <laughs> our, our non-profit to research Tom King's deal, um, we have a tip jar on our website. Um, all of those are super cool things you could do. We'll definitely shout you out. But even if you don't do any of those things, um, we still appreciate you. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here with us. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Tom, what's your deal? (laughs) Tell me, Tom!